0: keep my distance as you I believe, should i believe that they fucking i believe they psychotic and they don't even realize it i believe that they got they they so especially like the ones who don't really have like uh strong male figures to actually model after you know what I'm saying somebody who can help them again to the earlier topic we had a few weeks ago somebody who can help them vet relationships mm-hmm they, when they left to their vices and they get to choose who the fuck they want, you can end up with that type of shit, bro. Yeah, or they you know when they know that they got the looks for it and they manipulate it. Yep. They 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 use their looks and a and their uh their perceived femininity as as the, the bait. And then when a dude get caught up in that fucking relationship, he find out she ain't half as feminine or or inspirational as as he originally thought, but now he got a family with this chick. And she she won't let him shine. <laughs> she, won't crazy. Let him, she won't let him get the, get, go out there and get the bread for the family.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, this is Folk Profits Podcast with my host, as usual. Six, what's going on, buddy? bracken bro, bro. Man, life is good, man. Um, I want to say this. Happiness isn't, it doesn't come from other people, man. Your, your happiness comes from you or yourself, Uh. You have to find out the things that make you happy to the people that are listening. If you are listening, when you start listening, happiness comes from your, from the inside. It's, it's your joy, your personal responsibility. Absolutely. That's what they call it. Self-esteem because you have to work on the things you have to find the things that make you confidence. Everybody in the, everybody around you, your family, the closest people to you, they love you for a reason. All right. There are things there are reasons why they love you. They can just say, oh, well, because he's family. But there are other people that can give you specific reasons why they love you in your life. And on top of that, you have to have an understanding of why you love yourself. If you don't know why you love yourself, other people can easily manipulate you. Others, other people's opinions will count more than your own. You will be, You will devalue yourself just to be appreciated by people who have no respect for you, no loyalty to you, and it's very important. It is imperative to find your own happiness and have your own self love. That's all I got. I
0: think um, to your point, I, I kind of view it like this too, um, where people, people's perception of you is what they love about you. So you, if you project a certain energy that they pro- or a personality trait that they just admire or. They don't themselves possess and they see something in you that actually inspires them. That's what they generally love about you. You know what I'm saying? You could be a, a joyous person. You could be a comedic person. You could be somebody who keeps a smile on their face. That's what they love about you. But they might not ever be around you when you're not that way. So they don't know what that looks like. Yeah. You know And somebody might be around you because you always got encouraging words for them. You know what I'm saying? They, they love those things about you. And you're just being who you are, are never aware of those things about yourself because this is just who you are. So if it's innate, you might overlook it and just never really tap into what you love about yourself. So that's why self-love and self-care is really important, because you have to discover those things so you can actually appreciate those things about yourself. Absolutely. A lot of of people just are just giving and pouring into people and never really doing any self-reflection. You know, one of the things that I learned
1: about me in
0: this lifetime,
1: I don't know, I can't, I'm not going to speak for you, but I'm sure you have these moments too. A lot of the good qualities that I have, other people are very jealous of them. I don't understand why they are when, when I'm around them or all the shit talking that happens. Um, but, but a lot of the outsiders who can't figure it out or they don't have it, they're jealous of it. And or other other people have come back to me and told me some of that shit, but you know I always try to be a good a good person and 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 mind my business and and try not to get into some bullshit because for me that's that's another level, you know what I mean? It's like dude, if we start going there where I'm dealing with people that are giving out you know throwing rumors around or whatever, you know, right? You know I got now I got to start acting like I'm back in high school or some shit, and that's that's not what I'm gonna do. So I leave I leave people to it. Man, what I what I do know about myself is, is, is that I do love myself uh, and I love my family. I got I love Six and everybody else in my circle. And uh I treasure those people the most. Um I treasure even times like this when when we're communicating, I treasure these times. You know, these things, these are these are moments of of greatness uh and modesty and, right. and times where we where we do get to build. But I have uh I, I, I have the, those times where, where people are, you know, it's like, oh, that person, you know, that person is jealous of you or they don't like you whatever. It's just like, I, I don't care. Right. Why do I care about someone else's opinion of me? Someone told me that I should care. And I was like, why would I ever allow someone to have that effect on me where I take how they feel about me home and try to process it? I'm not processing nothing that don't belong to me.
0: right That's their personal business.
1: They can have it. That's your that's your. That's your opinion. And your opinion does nothing for me. It doesn't put no food on my table and it doesn't put any money in my bank account. To anyone that is listening, stop letting these people determine who you are. Don't let nobody try to give you some fake currency. You are the currency. The fact that they're speaking on you when people talk good or bad about me, I'm like, man, that's just public relations, man.
0: I think it comes it, it comes down to what like um, having an honest. Uh, moment with yourself and actually viewing your value, the value that you bring to people and actually being honest about it. You know what I'm saying? And that honesty means uh, understanding what your flaws are, being, you know what I'm saying, Uh, being aggressive about correcting your wrongs, being, you know what I'm saying, accountable for shit. It's more than just all the positive shit. You got to actually have a real hard look, take a hard look at yourself and say, you know, these are my flaws and people still love me regardless. Mm -hmm. But but because I'm so self-reflective and I'm co- cognizant of some of the things that's going on with me, I'm always going to keep on pushing myself to be better, and that's self-love. Facts. Right. Facts. Um, and, and that's
1: something I've grown into, right? You're talking about a dude who had, you know, a, a rage and aggression problem at one point, who later turned to, turned around and realized, like, I'm misplacing or displacing anger on people who haven't done anything to me, and I'm looking to prove myself to myself by hurting others and the saying is that hurt people hurt people so once you have that realization it's like you don't have to demean other people or put people down or 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 fight or hurt people just to be just to prove yourself the real proof comes in recognizing your faults working on them and becoming a better person and that's what that's what i've done um any fuck shit and foolery that y'all want to get into, we can, we can, you
0: know. Uh, th- that's easy. That 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 takes nothing. If you go there, it go there. But that's easy. We not we we not down that path. But if you trying to, you know, what I'm saying derail me and that's something you want to address or something you wanna actually explore, I'll give you a few minutes, I give you a couple moments, I'll rock your nut and then I get back on my shit. I can open the floor for you, like I'll give you the floor. You know what right. I mean? But what people have to
1: understand about that is the peace that I have now took a war to get here. And that's the thing. And, and six, you know, this, you know, this and, and so several other people. Know it. it took a war to get to this point, to find this type of peace and and, and, and be comfortable and, and be settled and not in the comfort of, of I'm, I don't want to do nothing. But the comfort of I'm OK now, like I, I, I don't have nothing to prove to nobody. But there are people that, you know,
0: they don't, they don't have that. Or they probably don't realize they have it. And they kind of like just, they always put off the evidence of it and focus on the other shit. You know what I'm saying? Like the evidence of it be right there in front of your face sometimes. Like, you know how, like, you've had people who tried to tell you about yourself and you kind of like, you ain't trying to hear it from them. hmm like this motherfucker don't got the right to tell me about myself who the fuck are you i'm not trying to hear that from you but that might be the perfect person to hear it from but you'll never really hear it because you just because you're judging them based on a flaw that you know yeah you know what i'm saying they'll do the same to you it's just i think it's a human condition man it's like one of those things where we're we've reached this this state in civilization where we're a little bit more uh clear about uh social boundaries and shit like that that we keep forgetting how close we are to still being animals and we can be savage as fuck. And part of that savagery is just being judgmental and shit. Yeah. Being aggressively negative. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, as as you know, and I know that don't
1: take nothing. It don't. It don't take nothing.
0: Nothing at all. And some people are like one, one decision away from actually doing something.
1: Uh, Yeah. I'm, I'm not that. And it's not like I'm like some big six two, two 240 pounds guy walking around him, you, know, you know, I'm a small guy, five foot eight, you know, I ain't, I ain't that big of a dude. But if if that when action comes, you know, like, I, I, I transform into something different. And you get your warning and after the, after the warning, I'm on your ass. But it's not about that. We don't want to we want don't want to sound negative. Um, it's really about happiness. Do the things that make you happy, find the things that that, that make you happy. Be around people that make you happy. There's some people out in this world that are, are just fucked up human beings because they're not happy. They, and they've chosen to just be, just be rotten, miserable miserable
0: people. And, and these are people that you're going to either have to deal with or avoid them. I think um, I, I get what you're saying, bro. I, 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 I rock with that. My only thing about it is, is like we live in a society that kind of teaches people to prioritize happiness above all else. And happiness is a feeling. hmm And you don't prioritize feelings over facts. You don't prioritize feelings over, you know what I'm saying, logic and reasoning. And a lot of people don't know those differences. So, like, they prioritize happiness over doing the right thing. You know what I'm saying? They think. Oh, no, no, no. no. I'm not saying that. I ain't saying that. I'm just saying, like, by and large, this is what we see. You know what I'm saying? Like, people, I just saw a video where chick was dancing and her little baby kid, probably two years old, three years old, smacking on the ass while she twerking. You know what I'm saying? And the video made, it might've been a live video that ended up stuck on the, on the web. It might've been something she uploaded, but it's something she recorded. It's something she allowed to happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And this, think about it like this. In the comments, it's like, oh, he just a baby. It'd be all right. Man, look, if a video of me at three years old was floating around, of showing me smacking my mama on the ass by the time I'm an adult, there's a strong possibility that me as an adult, I'm not gonna be at this area in this stage in my life right now.
1: <laughs>
0: I will probably be like, I, don't, I, I, I can venture to say that stuff like that shape your outcomes. You do know what I'm saying? Because if that's, if that's how, if that's how uh, liberal your mom is with her care of you and your image, her own image what type of image you gonna hold when you're a man and you out here interacting with women and you're out here trying to start a family or, or pursue a career or some shit like that what path of life are you actually on what's your trajectory but what
1: if your mother was the type to beat your ass after that happened after that video got turned off that's
0: that's that's another thing because those then now you got mixed messages involved because he learned it from somewhere true
1: true but I'm just saying, what if she was the type to discipline you and be like, yo, that's
0: that's not what you do. You don't touch your mother like that at all. And that, and that's perfectly fine. That's perfectly fine. But if yo if the message is taught sent that it's okay to slap women on the ass and women are gonna be twerking for you like this. And matter of fact, I'm I want you I want you in the room with me while I'm twerking for the camera for however many people in the live chat or whatever the fuck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, I wonder if people understand like, what you're saying. Like, I will whoop you for what you did,
1: and ain't nobody gonna check me for what I did, right? Because what I did is okay, and what you did is not okay. Yeah, exactly. You because the the two gestures, the two acts, go hand in hand.
0: Yes, but I don't want that from you for you. But I'm grown, so I can do that. Well, if you want to do that, you should have the kid removed from the room that you're in while you're recording the video. Or be, make sure that the make sure that everything in regards to the recording of that video turned out child friendly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Away from the child, whatever the fuck. But if
1: you twerking, twerking comes with some ass slapping. That's all I'm saying, bro. That's all I'm saying. I, I usually every twerking video i've seen a dude usually shows up out of nowhere you know and he got busy hands bro i was up here thinking this too unless other women get involved and they just
0: start twerking along with it so like i was thinking this and this is a conversation i was having with my girl and we were just talking about how like of uh, the hierarchy of uh the disrespect there's like levels of like disrespects that we that we see every day socially and i think like uh social media actually kind of like puts a spotlight on so many different areas of it uh you have like and it, there are like parallels to it like you have the uh only fans girls you got the uh you got the ones who uh get paid to fly out to dubai to let those chic shit on them yeah, um, all that they get flown out and They get disrespected and they get probably ten thousand, fifteen thousand dollars for that. But on the lower end of that spectrum, you, you still got a group of women who go to like ghetto gaggers for like two thousand dollars and let a dude put his boot on her head. while he pour her throw up on her head because he been face fucking up for about 15 minutes. I don't even know what that is. Come, please explain right. what ghetto gaggers is. It's a link that somebody be posting on Facebook. I'll be saying it where it'd be like these. Average ass, regular, every everyday average Joe Chicks, who obviously probably really came on hard times. They go, it's a porn studio. A porn studio that's based in New Jersey. They fly out to New Jersey to get desecrated by some white boys. And it's like, and it's it's a booming business for them. Think what, think what I'm saying about this. Like, this is in modern times. Women are willing to be recorded. Average, everyday women. Getting defiled. Getting defiled for a couple thousand dollars to tens of thousands of dollars because they after the bag. That is not a bag. And you think about it from the larger perspective that once it hit the internet, it never goes away. Mm -mm. I'm talking, this this is a porn studio that has a video floating around on social media of women getting uh,
1: throat fucked until they gag, till they throw up.
0: Yeah, and then they be talking, and then they talk big shit to the chicks. Like right before they start filming, and they be like, "You're a big girl. How much you weigh? You're a fat fuck." Saying shit like that. Word. Yeah, they're talking real crazy to them, knowing that they in
1: control of the situation, so they can say whatever. Because these chicks want to get paid. They done already signed the damn
0: waiver. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is the world we live in, bro. And then, but my question to you is this: Who's the problem in this?
1: Where are the fathers, man?
0: (laughs) Where are the fathers, bro? My question is even further than that. Somebody raised them. Even if the the fathers ain't around, these these mothers ain't isolated. Most mothers have a, a fucking village of motherfuckers that help them fucking watch the kids and all of this
1: shit. Yeah, but the village is gone now, man. The village ain't real like it used
0: to be. It, this, there, there is no village out here no more. i I see. I'm not saying fathers ain't important because fathers are definitely, definitely lacking in a lot of these scenarios that I can tell. But my, from my observation, from the ones who go all the way to Dubai to get shitted on, to the OnlyFans chicks and chicks who work in it, sex work, and I'm not trying to shame nobody who do sex work because that's a booming, that's been booming industry since the beginning of the time. But what, all I'm saying is like this: when you have like uh, scenarios that play out where you're just being defiled and, and desecrated for, for for a handful of money, that I mean, it shows me that you have already crossed the line in your life of of savagery. There is no coming back from that. You know what I'm saying? Like them bills caught your ass off guard and now you have reached desperation. Ain't nobody who already got it in tow. Because it has the decisions. And I I mean, we know.
1: So the answer to it is, is, is the woman, man. But we know that. We, we know that. Like, how the
0: fuck does a child get to the point? You go from playing with Barbie dolls Eight years later, you're getting throat fucked. You're getting throat fucked by some dudes that don't give a fuck about you. On video.
1: Man, God bless them, man. Um, And and there's no coming back from that. Because once you start doing it,
0: once you get that money, you're going to want the money again. So you're going to go back. And you know, you think about it like, and incrementally, your self-worth starts to diminish. And you start justifying those types of decisions because you see it in the streets with young men young guys get out here and they become shooters and shit like that because they want to they want to prove that they they that they men you know what i'm saying they do what they believe to be the shit they dad should have been able to do for them they are not even thinking from a larger perspective they are thinking micro as shit they looking at it from i need this money now i'm willing to risk it all now i'm finna do it all now it's been like that for generations for men because men always kind of do whatever it takes to kind of provide for their family. But when you got a when you ain't, when you don't got no father figure in your life and your mama make you the man of the house when you young, you don't know what the fuck that means. No,
1: telling a boy it? that he's a man and he's a man in a house, you gotta is, do something. That is very immature, and it's not showing that you you have an understanding of his role because he doesn't know what it is, and now you're trying to project that onto him.
0: Yeah. You, young men, young men and women need role models. They need male, male and female figures that kind of like exemplify what what what's to be expected moving forward in life. But when yeah. all you have is like fucking television and and the easy money, that shit kind of fuck you up. That's why again they go. That's the part of the the, the school to prison pipeline. That's part of the the prison industrial complex. That's part of the the uh, corralling through the entertainment industry and the sports industry shit. You know yeah, what I'm saying? We co- yeah, we covered
1: that. We covered that.
0: It's crazy how, like, man, it's like just seeing all of this manifest. I was, and what, what, where all this comes from, for me, because I was watching Quest Love's uh, documentary, uh, Summer of Soul. I got to watch. I haven't seen it. And it, I was just watching, I was looking at the people in the crowd. You know what I'm saying? I was looking at, it was like families at this concert. You know what I'm saying? Like, old and young. You know what I'm saying? And you know, crime existed, street shit existed. You know what I'm saying? But it was like, it was beautiful to see so many of us. You know what I'm saying? In our most humble state, in our most loving state, even though I'm pretty sure most of them didn't get along because historically human beings have always been contentious. But we as a people understood that we all shared the same struggle. And we all kind of like uniformly uh, coexisted in a way where it was we understood who the enemy was. We understood what the what what the problem was, and we were trying to work towards doing something about it at that moment in time. Nowadays, we can't agree on shit. Only thing we only thing we can point out to each other is that this this TikTok is funny, or Will Smith a simp. You know what I'm saying? Shit like that. Motherfuckers say shit like that, but nobody can really point out what the real issue is with the community because everybody feel like. They don't want to be judged. They don't want to be viewed under that microscope. They don't want to be examined and have that larger conversation. So of what we could probably do to have to, to move forward in a better at a better rate of progression. But it's a lot of issues. though.
1: yeah, it's a lot. And you're talking about uh, over. You're talking about a lot of shit. You talk about dealing with drugs, slavery, over opinionated motherfuckers who really don't, you know, who really ain't helping helping to do shit. You got so many different things out here that, that that's plaguing us. You got the judgment on motherfuckers who ain't really doing shit. You got people who have resources that can help, ain't doing shit. And you got motherfuckers sitting around on the couch every day that ain't doing shit. You know, you got, it's, it's just so many things, man. Armchair quarterbacks and shit.
0: Say what? Armchair quarterbacks and shit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. Saying?
0: In fact, just calling plays from the crib, they they ain't never gonna get out there and actually do none of what they they saying everybody else should do. They always got suggestions, but no no action plan.
1: Call y'all the woulda kids, never there when it happens, but always talking about
0: what you woulda did. Yep, it's crazy, man. It's just, it's, it's, it's disconcerting for me because I'm look again when I looked at that documentary, I said to myself, I'm sitting there watching it. And I'm watching, like, uh, the uh, the groups. Nina Simone was on stage. She's singing. Stevie Wonder's singing on there. It's like all of these people just reacting and responding to the message in the music. And I'm like, what's the message in the music nowadays? Uh, wet Fuck. ass. Uh, Fuck bitches. Throat babies. All this other shit, right? And I'm like, I'm gonna there, like, thinking to myself, like, we we kind of, we so far removed from what we are meant to be doing yeah the car car is in reverse like they even explore in the documentary why we chose to go with black as opposed to negro and they it's like keep in mind not even 20 years later we went from black to african-american or afro-american and you know i'm saying we going through all these different identities but they actually explore why we went with the like with the identity of black and it was post it was really as in, in reference and, and opposition to what white people calling themselves white people. So we chose we planted our flag in black, not because we identify physically as black, but we know that we're, we were taking the negative connotation of black and turning it around. So there are technically there are no black people. We just call ourselves black as a as a as a unifier. And here we are fucking 40 years later, 50 years later, not even understanding that because we're too busy, too worried about the bag. We're not even looking at the, where we, how we splintered off. It's crazy, bro. It's like, we don't even have nothing. We can all say that- this Great is what... division tactic. It's a, it's a great division tactic. Absolutely.
1: Because when you look at the music, where how many R&B singers do we know that are really great right now? there aren't
0: any there like are
1: not, not not just regular okay they can sing
0: but like great RB singers i mean in terms of like contemporary something that like that existed uh just for this last 20 years where aren't. the soul singers bro everything is congealed now the whole industry is like taking everything and kind of like mixing it all together in a pot so you're not going to get like the great soul singers anymore because they're trying to they're trying to take everything that's great about each genre and blend it together into one, make one genre of music. Tell so, you that know, it's hip hop. Yeah. Yep. So where you could be having a great R&B singer, somebody who got not only just good vocal performance but got good content. They they exist, but they not they not even prioritized enough to even be a household name. All the household names are like pop stars and shit now. They took dude twenty years ago, thirty years ago the average artist was in his 30s. They started only making them younger, like in the 2000s. Like, it was it was commonplace to see a Jaheim, a Joe, you know what I'm saying? Uh, all these r and singers who were maybe in their late 20s, early 30s, who was really popping off and holding it down. Same thing in hip-hop. And hip-hop is the youngest genre. What would you like to see change, though? Uh, i like to see more artists go independent and take the power away from the corporate structure.
1: We're, we're we're partly seeing that, but the the there's so much music out here too that just kind of it's kind of hard to see what's good and what's not. You know, like you can't comb through the whole internet and, and figure this shit out.
0: I think the reason why though is because the record labels have invested in the streaming services. They took the power away from the artists by by buying into the streaming service, so where they might not own the streaming service, but they own the majority share, so they could promote their own. Fucking music and all the all the shit that you should be finding is getting buried underneath all the corporate shit. You know what I'm saying? Unless it's like word of mouth. Like the only reason why Griselda popped off is because it was different and now they got fucking major deals and shit. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, that's part of the rate of progress people expect from artists because record labels afford you the opportunity to shoot higher budget videos and do bigger shows and stuff like that. And all of these different factors that your own personal money can't afford you. So, of course, it's a natural rate of progress for an artist to want to go get financed by somebody bigger. But the difference is, is the motherfucker who own your shit now control your shit. Man, I
1: haven't heard any artist. And, and maybe I need to pay more attention to it because I haven't. When I'm listening to, to at, at least what's 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 out there now, like if it comes across me on YouTube or something um, or I'm riding a car with somebody. I haven't heard anything like maybe Jasmine Sullivan, Mm -hmm. but outside of her, I haven't heard any artists that when I'm listening to them, they make, they give me like the chills or make me cry.
0: I know. I don't, I don't be be feeling half the shit that's coming out. And I, I listen to mostly everything I listen to now is old. old. And it's old just by measure of like, it's at least it came out at least as early as maybe 2005. anything, after that, I really don't know. I listen to shit way older than that. I'm be on my 90s and my 80s and my 70s kick. Sometimes I listen to some 60s shit. Sometimes I'm just listening to movie scores. You know yeah, what I'm
1: saying? yeah, I listen to movie scores uh, from time to time. Hans Zimmer and uh, the guy that did uh, Game of Thrones and stuff like that. But it's it's very. It's it's kind of difficult for me. Like I haven't heard like Jasmine Sullivan. She has a, a beautiful voice. I love her voice, but even the content, when someone told me uh listen to hotels, I was like, Yeah, I'm not that's not that's not meant for me. You know what I mean? Like I I need to hear something. Tyrese had a good album. I forgot that that with the Shame on Me song on there, but mm-hmm. um that was a, what seven, seven years ago or more. But um, I'm not hearing nothing that gives me like this feeling that you know, love. Love is exist. Love is powerful. We
0: can and we can change things. I was artists like uh, like Snow Allegra. Pretty decent. Uh, who else is there? uh, uh is pretty good. OK. Um, well, um, the division is pretty decent. A lot of these. But the thing is, it's like as dope as they are. And I listen to them, you know what I'm saying? I still listen to The Weeknd sometimes. Sometimes I still listen to Party Next Door. They make good music, you know what I'm saying? But when we talk about, like, just the overall, like, staying power of the music that's being made, a lot of these artists aren't making music that's going to stand the test of time. You know what I'm saying? It's like, when you go back and listen to a lot of stuff, I've gone back and listened to some stuff that was popular to me, stuff that really stood out to me at a moment in time. And I find, I was like, why the fuck did I like this? You know what I'm saying? And I hear, okay, it might've been the chords." Might have been the harmonies, might have been the melody, but the overall music itself, the song itself, I'm like, oh, this shit, this ain't it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But when you kind of like strip away all of the things that you really like about the older shit outside, if you just take away the nostalgia and just say, let me listen to this with new ears. Let me listen to this like I've never heard it before. Some of that stuff still grab you because there's something to it, some some substance to the, the, the subject matter. It's like that with old songs that I've never heard before in my life. I'm like, this is dope as hell. How did I miss this? You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, when I listen to Donnie Hathaway, man, I still get just like an incredible feeling. Yeah. Like it's a really great feeling that, that I get. And you can hear that he was actually singing these songs.
0: Dude, I was listening to an old Mahalia Jackson album. Mm. Just, you know what I'm saying? Old school gospel and the, 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 the way she sung those songs. You know what I'm saying? I see why. She was chosen by MLK to sing uh, "Take My Hand, Precious Lord." You know what I'm saying? Like it was just too much. Like the words mean something, but the way she, the way she took those words and 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 performed them. You know what I'm saying? It's like artists aren't performers like they used to be.
1: Yeah, they, they they you know back then they they performed with that power and, and that 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 hunger. You know yes. what I mean? They sang they
0: sang with it. They sang with desire. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's it's strange, man. It's like I don't know. Maybe because I'm at the age where I am now, where I I have a lot of retrospect to kind of draw from. I can look back and say, you know what? I remember when this, what this was like back then, and now I can see like the transitional phase. But some shit, I just can't see how the transition even occurred. Like, did we fucking fall into a wormhole and I'm in a fucking parallel dimension? Because a lot of this shit should not even exist. It shouldn't, but bro, it's
1: it's there. I mean, I could come from yeah i'll be listening like man you, you call that singing like what what and then you know me being who like i am like i'll be listening like i that's nothing that i can't do and that's not a knock on it it's just like you know i i, I kind of got like a, a decent vocal range when i be hearing some of this shit i would be like ah,
0: the guys heard me do better than way better than this right you, you just holding the tune and that's the whole thing about it, bro. It's like when you really put it in a in a context in that way, it's almost. I feel like I was, I, I was ahead of my time with the shit that I created when I was creating it, and it just I wasn't, I wasn't, uh, put pitching it to the right audience. My my audience wasn't there yet because a lot of stuff that I was doing back then, I hear now, I'm like, holy shit. But when I was doing it back then, people were saying it sounded weird. Yeah, I'm starting to hear
1: uh, some of these lines. These dudes, I don't know if they're go- coming across our music or not, but I'm starting to hear some of the shit that they're saying now and the stuff that I, I've already said. It's like, whoa, mm-hmm. do I say something? You know what I mean? Like, should I be listening more to to their catalog or the music they're making because some of the shit sounds familiar.
0: It's, it's 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 strange bro it's what it is for me it's like really strange i i kind of like i try not to give a whole lot of credence to the idea that you know what I'm saying everybody has a a, a distinct uniqueness create creativity creatively but creativity kind of like it it has a way of uh overlapping especially when you have social media we
1: because haven't
0: had a real movement yet either man like we haven't had a renaissance in music since fucking neo soul and that wasn't that strong.
1: Like I'm talking about a movement, not just musically, like a movement to put to push us. Like you can't really say Black Lives Matter because that wasn't that wasn't really our thing.
0: No, that's cool. That's corporate. Yeah,
1: that, that wasn't our that wasn't our thing. Like we we wasn't we wasn't really involved in that. And I don't think we 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 created that whole situation. So we can't really. We, we didn't get behind that and push that. So we haven't had a real movement for change in a while. Like, there's been instances where we've seen the George Floyds, the Trayvon Marshalls, the... You
0: know I what know. It is? I'll tell you what it is, bro. We had a... Uh, we didn't have a reaction to things, to events. You get know what I'm saying? Like, our reaction... Like, we didn't even have a reaction to 9-11 when it occurred to that... You know what I'm saying? Like we had a reaction to uh, our our main reaction was to the whole uh, Rodney King verdict. That's the last time hip hop or as black culture had a real reaction to anything. After that, it kind of like just dwindled off and we haven't had any more uh, cultural reactions to things. Hell, even P.E. and Ice-T and N.W.A., all of their music was reactional music to what was happening in our culture. It all spoke to that. We haven't wrote, we haven't seen artists write songs that had a reactional uh, concept since like Pac was alive.
1: Yeah, last thing we did was
0: at the Million Man March. Mm-hmm. And there was like really nothing to that. That was like, un- that was an underwhelming reaction because what Spike Lee did to uh, get on the bus movie shit. You know what I'm saying? But it wasn't, it didn't have, it didn't hit. hit. And have the same impact as anything prior to it. It's almost like something like a switch was lit, like a switch was hit and it changed our reaction to things because when 9-11 occurred, the blueprint album was a bigger deal to, to the culture than the actual event that occurred on that very day when the album dropped. You know what I'm saying? It's like we almost kind of like hell, it wasn't one for Katrina. The only reaction that was uh that that occurred due to Katrina was Kanye and his his George Bush speech and people just like, Oh, that was dope. And then moved on to the next thing we were talking about.
1: Because you think know? the people are, are, aren't as tough uh, and they're too comfortable What what, do, what do you think that comes from?
0: I think it's a com- combination of selfish and comfort. I think we're less likely like we don't we don't even have conversations about what's happening in Chicago. In regards to like solutions all we talk about is how crazy chicago is how bad the streets are don't nobody ever talk about like and and there are people who got boots on the ground who are actually doing work to try to help kind of re-steer and redirect the things that's happening in the city but by and large nobody's talking about how to turn it around i mean motherfuckers is coming from around the world to tour old block yeah
1: I've, I've heard people come into town and come into hotels And tell us where to go. They want to go to the most dangerous parts of uh, Chicago.
0: Yep. Thrill seeking. Yep. Because what it is, is we become a spectacle. Mm -hmm. We've allowed it. We kind of like, we kind of sold ourselves as a carnival act. Absolutely. Like a carnival.
1: And we've been putting on for a very long time. Yeah. Not as, not as some people that you shouldn't fuck with, but we've been, we've been maintaining the circus.
0: That's a, that, to me, is a macro version of those chicks who's selling themselves out to go get shitted on in Dubai or get a boot put on their head on their porn site. You know what I'm saying? That's all. It's all, Everybody want to get a piece of the money. Everybody want to get in on it. Motherfuckers want to be viral. Motherfuckers want to have a moment. Nobody's thinking about the, the, the overall family structure, the tribe. Nobody's thinking about the team, the, t- the tribe, the culture. The people, they're just thinking about themselves. You know what I'm saying? It's like, we, they ain't, I'm not worried about how this make my mama look. I'm not worried about how this make my kids look. I'm trying to go viral. I'm trying to make, I'm trying to pop off. I want to get to that bag. I want to, I want to hold a money phone up to my ear on the ground. No,
1: I want, well, we, well, we know they don't. For the people who don't understand it, these are people who have the money or they, they got some fake money. They're putting it up to their ear because they, they have the ability to do it. But if that's not your life and that's what you subscribe to do, I get it. But I don't I don't know, man. Maybe once you get it, you should do something different with the cash. I don't I don't know. It's weird. I don't know. It's it's just crazy that y'all taking so many risks, you know, to demean yourself. But I can't talk. I made some mistakes, you know. I'm not proud of I do I done some stupid shit too, but um you live and you learn i guess you live and you learn but the thing is just like you have to put back into the pot what you took out of it and you have to i guess you have to amend some of the the deeds that you've done
0: i think when it comes down to uh like the idea of social norms having a having a very strong idea of what it is you're giving up to kind of like uh, either adhere to social norms or to deviate from social norms. Meaning like uh, it's like you once the cat's out the bag, you ain't, ain't no putting it back in. You
1: no. Know? No.
0: And so like all the changes that have occurred over the last 50, 60, 100 years or whatever, we're not going back. I and mean, You know what I'm saying? There ain't going to be no more of that. However, that doesn't mean because those things have, those things no longer exist. They don't have any influence or any implication over what what's happening at the moment because the moment right now is the only thing that's real. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying so that means that uh, the decisions you made in the past, if you're not thinking how, what you're doing in this moment is going to affect your future on any capacity or you're just dismissing it. You really can't be mad when you take those L's when it's time to pay the piper. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can, you can feel how you feel, but to truly be upset that you made decisions that led you to the very moment that you wind up in is kind of like absurd to me.
1: No, nah, that's that's when the accountability kicks in there, right? Or you should be
0: supposed to, but some people absolutely just dismiss the idea of accountability because they feel like accountability means accepting other people's judgment as opposed to just saying me taking accountability is me acknowledging that I should have done better. Right. <laughs> Public ridicule is just a byproduct. You can't be, you can't, you, you don't have to take public ridicule, good or bad, but you have to accept the fact that it's going to, it's going to be there. You can't be mad that the public judges you when, when, when your actions actually have public implication. You know what I'm saying? You can't have a video floating around the internet if you're doing some wild shit. Yeah, and you're out here getting fucked and be mad that people judging you on that.
1: Yeah, I mean it's the choice that you made to do it. Like I'm only having a reaction to what I'm seeing. Like you chose that, so now you have to say, yeah, you know what, I I did that. You know that was pretty dumb and stupid or whatever. But and
0: it's a hard. And you gotta acknowledge the fact that whatever whatever redemption you're trying to get from it, it's gonna be a hard. It's gonna be a harder climb than something else. Like motherfuckers who got went out and got them PPP loans and shit like that. You can't. That they, there's no way you you can't be embarrassed that you got caught out there. Cause that's a big L to take. You took the biggest chance you could possibly take for some money, got caught, cause you didn't understand the rules.
1: Oh, you had to do it? Nah. never mind. There's
0: rules to all of this shit, bro. Yeah,
1: yeah. even if you would've got the, even if we did it right now, there are, there are rules to it. Like there's certain shit you're supposed to do to make sure that you establish that this is real.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's a long.
0: And it's meant for small businesses to help it and its employees. If you just so happen to say, I sell eyelashes, hey, you got to prove that that shit's lucrative, yo. Because if it ain't lucrative, guess who got to pay that back? You got to pay all that shit back. Back
1: And then all you had to do was get active and and create the business. That's all you
0: had to do. Instead of sitting around here trying to buy Gucci belts and and Birkin bags and shit with the money.
1: (laughs) And and travel with your bitches. You and your, your crew of bitches. Like, all you had to do Go explore your whole phase and shit. Man, all you have to do is just take care of business. That's all. That's all. All you have to do is just take care of business. Open up a business. Sh- sh- uh, sell some hair. Sell some fucking... Eyelashes. Sh- shoes, eyelashes, some lipstick, anything. That's
0: all you have to do. And
1: Man. tell people about it.
0: Man, hopefully you could bounce back and pay it back. You're going to have to pay it back. But last year, you don't want to go to jail over it. Because that's a felony, my G. <laughs> yeah, and and once they lock your
1: ass up, you know you're going to sit there for a while, right? Because they love locking niggas up.
0: Man, are you down there. If you gonna, I'm telling you, that's, the, that's that's a sacrifice shit. If you're going to lay yourself out there like that, there's a sacrifice you, you're willing to make. You cannot be mad at the
1: results when they come back. Man. Order and chaos. A reaction is a reaction. You can't. You can't. Be mad
0: at the results when they come back around to you. I, mean, I think those are like the conversations that a lot of people ain't having growing up. They not, they're not having. It's almost like um, I saw somebody post something. They said the worst thing, the most toxic thing a parent can do while raising a child is to keep constantly, like a mom constantly reminding them, I carried you in my belly for nine months. You, you owe me. Or I, don't, I ain't have to do all of this for you. You know what I'm saying? That type of shit, kind of like making the child feel like they 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 pay they have to pay penance for being born. Where the the problem is, it's the child never even has to fucking be here. That's. Gotcha. You know and the parents' decision making is why, why they exist. So the least the parent can probably do is kind of make sure that they better off for it, as opposed to like holding them accountable for the decision that they had no part in. Yeah, you owe me for this. Like I don't owe you nothing. Nigga, I ain't I don't even know where I'm at right now, right,
1: I didn't actually even be here, and you setting all these rules for me if you're gonna set
0: them like put me in a position to 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 do better, yeah, so I can lift you up on the back end, you know what i mean yeah we it's it's, it's crazy, man. The human species is weird because of that shit, man you know what I'm saying we not we're not ready for none of the changes that I think about to happen in the next three to five years. I'm I'm giving us about five years because all these things, all these changes, something dynamic happens every ten to fifteen years, uh, whether it be on an ecological scale, on the social scale, but something big happens, right? I, we overdue for another one of those, and the only reason why I say overdue is because COVID kind of was the precursor. People would think that that was the biggest event, but that ain't the biggest event. That was just Mm-mm. the precursor, that's the warm up. You know what I'm saying? It's like now, that was the test to see that was what a I, test. Yeah. Going to be to some of these challenges, and now that they know that whatever result that they were looking for, they got the they they got the test results back. They're about to pull the trigger on the real bit on the real deal. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think nobody's fucking aware of it because motherfuckers still want to go viral. It's like it's like uh the movie The Running Man meets I- Idiocracy. Mm. I mean nobody really using co- their, their their conscious efforts to actually get outcomes and results i don't think
1: i've seen the movie idiocracy
0: that movie is about the uh the lowest performing dude in the military getting put into a program of time uh, he put he was put in a cryogenic chamber it got terry crews in it got owen wilson in it uh and a few other people he uh he gets frozen in the cryogenic chamber and it's only supposed to be in there for, I think, like five years. He ended up in that motherfucker for like 5,000 years, some shit. Damn. He came out of that motherfucker and everybody in the world is like dumb as shit from inbreeding and shit like that. It, like the, the president is Terry Crews. His name, like, uh, I think his name, like President Macho or some shit. And they don't drink water, they drink fucking energy drinks and, and Gatorade and shit like that. And everything that they watch on TV got ads. Everything is an ad for something, and they don't really use like regular language. It's almost like the movie is down there twenty years old, and it's almost like they predicted where we are now. Yeah, I was just about to say, like, damn, that's that's what's happening now. Yeah, these motherfuckers was one. They like they experiencing famine because they don't feed the plants water. They feed the plants fucking Gatorade. Why would you do that? because they don't know they they don't they think science is dumb they think i'm telling you the whole movie if you watch this fucking movie you could probably find it on prime for free as you could probably even find it on youtube for free uh idiocracy bro it's it's funny as shit but it's also kind of like concerning that somebody came up with this and you can see some elements of that shit in our current reality like holy fuck
1: watering plants with gatorade What growth is that? You think the
0: electrolytes are good for the plants? Exactly, exactly. Because we've been sold, according to the movie, we've been sold the idea that electrolytes are all that matter. Electrolytes is just salt, bro. But when you don't understand science and you reject what science says, you take certain things that science teaches you and dismiss the rest. And Good science, not 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 all of it. That's some of this what society shit. has done. It's like in this movie, um, prostitution is the coolest shit, like the sex work is the coolest shit, dudes on tricking off on bitches and shit like that. It's the coolest. Shit. This movie touches on all of that, bro.
1: So that's basically
0: OnlyFans right now. So when you watch the movie and Instagram, yep, when you watch this movie and you just start picking it apart and you start taking each part that you pick out and you apply it to our current reality. You'd be like, whoever wrote this movie was paying attention to everything around us and was just predicting shit. Is, is, is it exaggerated? Yeah, it's exaggerated. It's a fucking movie. But the, the, the commentary is where it's at. Art imitates life. That's why I even said, like, with The Running Man, because, like, that movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger and all the violence and shit like that. Like, dude, we... I am so. T- I had to have a conversation with my brother. I like, dude, why are you always sharing violent-ass videos with me, bro? I don't be watching that shit. I, I,
1: whoever's, anybody that sends
0: it to me, I just open it. I just
1: look at it. And when I read it or whatever, or I tap on it and it goes right into some, some bullshit, I click out that shit. I don't even respond to, to the person. I just, I just get off of it. What's Man, the purpose?
0: My motherfucker sent me a video of uh, some dude at a gas station sitting in his car. And somebody put out a hit on him. And the dudes who put the hit out on them came up and sprayed them up in front of the gas station. Now yeah. the likelihood I can I can almost guess how old this guy and his killers were. And I can guess the age range. Because it's very rare uh, a group of a group of 40-some year old men gonna hop out of car and run up on you and just shoot up another 40-year-old man in front of a gas station. Is it likely to happen? It's, it's possible, but is it probable? You know what I'm saying? It's possible. <clears throat> possibility versus probability. Probability is based on math. It's based on statistics. How is it statistically probable? Is it possible? Yeah. But is it probable? Not likely. You dig what I'm saying? Is there, a like, is there a likelihood that the guy who got killed was 40 some years old? It's possible. It's probable as well. Is it possible or probable that one of the shooters was in his 40s? Yes. But for the entire group to be of that demographic, mm, not so much. Because when you get to a certain age as a man, you yep. start, start evaluating your life and things around you a little yeah. bit.
1: Yeah. Your actual man sense, your common sense, and your, uh, your purpose have kicked in before that.
0: Yeah, it's established. Your yeah. sense of purpose, your sense of value. You know what I'm saying? Your sense of responsibility. When you're young and reckless, shit like that happens.
1: You do that when you're very young. But when you start, when you come into the age of realization and, and urgency and, and, and your manhood and you're trying to take care of yourself, you realize that at 40 years old, if I get caught out here burning the motherfucker down uh, at 40, I don't
0: have much time left. Like I'm throwing my life away. You, when you're young, you think you got, you got all the time in the world. Facts. Kind of like um, there was a video this CTA uh, booth conductor or whatever the fuck came out the booth and was beefing with this dude. And it was on the news and shit. And uh, the dude came out the booth, beefing with the young dude. The young dude shoved him down to the ground and walked away. He didn't have to leave the booth, but he chose to come out the booth. This conductor pulled a pistol out of his pocket and started shooting at the young dude. He hit the young dude maybe twice. But he let off, he done and emptied the whole gun. Dude, 50-some years old. The conductor, 50-some years old.
1: And you left damn near
0: a whole clip to hit somebody two times. And you think about, like, the level of fucking, I don't know. I, I don't even know what was going through his mind outside of rage and fear. Combination of those two things. But guess what? You in the booth. I don't know how thick that fucking glass is. And you got a phone in there if you need to call police you're not you're not even supposed to be you have no business shooting nobody. Your job is not to do any of that and he took he took the law in his own hands and he approached he 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 interacted in the conflict. that's craziness, man. We live in a strange time, bro. that's that vigilante shit yeah it's it's that's that's wild bro
1: have you seen the video because I've seen this uh, recently of the, of the guy the bus driver was about to fight this young man and the other guy comes from behind a young man picks him up and slams him on his
0: knocked neck
1: knocked him out knocked him out cold yeah
0: yeah that was uh, two bus drivers right yeah second bus driver came up to his buddy's aide picked dude up ragdolled him yeah slammed him on his slammed on his neck it's craziness man and I That's where we are. I feel like, uh, like we be talking about like how people supposed to be more civilized and stuff like that. Yeah, we the expectation is that, but is we is it really fair to have that expectation when we live in such perilous times, though, bro?
1: Yeah, everybody's not gonna have it. I think I I have that realization, right? Like I, I know, I know, I know, I know that. But I, my, my, my faith in you, and or, or the, I guess the love or whatever it is I have, I'm, I'm hoping that you have that in your life because the other option is just so reckless and it's it's crestfallen to see these incidents where you look look on TV or you look on the internet and you're seeing, maybe you look on social media and you're seeing these instances where people do the most savage shit out of animal instinct instead of thinking
0: things out. Bro, I had posted on Facebook not last weekend but the weekend before it's something real slight this right when i was i think it was around the time when i was sick i said uh every man in the back of his mind wake up knowing he might potentially have to kill somebody and go every day praying that that moment never happened and when i say that i'm not saying that everybody got a killer in them but we always challenge. We're always facing challenges and we never know what those challenges culminate in. Yeah. Some of us are this close. Yeah. Some are closer than others. Some of us are so far removed from those challenges because of whatever, you know, what saying, financial privilege or racial privilege or whatever. We are removed from those situations. So we don't. But those, that doesn't mean that that challenge will never exist for you. But that challenge always exists for men. You know what I'm saying? Be it in defense of someone else or yourself, you're always gonna. You never know when you're gonna be called on to be that man, to be Mm -hmm. that person. And it's either you're gonna do the killing or you're gonna get killed. You never know, because that's how random life is for us. But it's also it's almost a lottery for us. You see what I'm saying? Like I've been when I think about it. Like the the younger you are, the more likely you are to encounter those things. The older you get, the more removed you you become from that because you're again you like you said you get wiser you know what i'm saying with age age comes wisdom you start becoming how you become more restrained and more uh more uh observant of the world around you and you start making better decisions but that again Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that those scenarios won't necessarily present themselves to you You know what i'm saying like think about like just being a black man you don't know what your commute to work gonna look like or your commute back home you don't know what how that's gonna play out because and and even with my commute into downtown like there there are instances where I
1: go all right let me let me take these headphones out you know yeah. or let me put this book up yep or this dude then sat next to me and I know what that look is and I know I know what
0: that move is let me let me redirect my energy and be alert you or know you got to stand up on a train or whatever or on a bus you usually make sure you have your back to a window or a wall or some shit like that so you can keep everything in your purview mhm you know what I'm saying? It's kind of interesting how like that how that works for us. But a lot of people kind of miss miss those elements of life because they're not observant. They're they're not aware of their surroundings. They're not they're not existing in who they are as a, as a man or a woman.
1: Yeah, we got some people out here just idiots though. Some people didn't think they can't be touched. They don't think nothing can
0: happen to them. Those are the ones that make life more dangerous for other people. You know what I'm saying? Those are the ones that when you out and about, you really got to keep your eye on.
1: Not just yeah. them, you got to be careful of what the fuck they saying just in case they say something to the wrong group of people.
0: Yeah. Everybody,
1: man, everybody can't rescue you, man. Everybody can't cover you. Everybody can't have your back. Everybody can't vouch for you.
0: Exactly. The
1: shit that you say, if you're out in a group setting, it don't just affect you, it affects me too.
0: 100% true.
1: And, you know, outside of this podcast, I don't know if people know this, but. Yo, me and Six, we talk like this, but a lot of, there are times when we go in the studio and we have minimal conversations. Yo, everything good with the family? Yep, everything good. And it ain't because we don't like each other, or nothing, but it's sometimes it ain't, it ain't a lot to be said. Right. I don't have to overexpress and 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 uh, and, and talk to six about things. Then that sometimes there ain't a big dialogue that needs to happen between us. Sometimes we need to say the most minimal, the minimal shit. To get our opinion across because we have an understanding of each other like that
0: exactly what's understood don't need to be said yeah if, it, if it's if it's really warranting if what if whatever the situation the scenario is if it really warrants a larger conversation we'll do that we'll do that
1: we'll 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 break it down we'll go into it but that's a that's a that's when we start actually having a, a bigger dialogue about situations but you, yeah, you do have to be aware. Some people just ain't, man. Some people just naive like that. Like they, they don't think nothing can happen to them at all, ever.
0: Yeah, some people feel like they, they, they truly drank the Kool Aid and they believe that everything, everything's gonna be all right. Police gonna rescue them. Yeah. They covered in the blood of Jesus and all yeah. this. Yeah. And some yeah. of them,
1: some of them think that they, they can knock out any motherfucking body too, bro. Yep. And, but, and, and we know person. some of them. We know some of them, you know, they're they very loud when they act like that. Like, so, and from what I was told, you know, the loudest motherfucker in the room is usually the, the, the most pussy.
0: And that's not even the true dangerous person in the room. The no. most dangerous person in the room is the one you don't even see coming.
1: Yeah. One motherfucker sitting over in the corner chilling, not worried about nothing or just watching everything.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, go back to what i'm saying like you never know man you could be sitting like I, I done been out to bars and clubs where i'm just chilling and i'm watching and i always i tell my girl this all the time like when we go out and i don't like going out like that too much now because i just be i just be in my own zone but i'm always observing always like watching especially if she with me because now i'm in protector mode yeah sure you know what yeah, i'm saying sure. if, if, if hell it could be me and you if you out and you in my, in my space, you out kicking it with me, where I invite you to guess what? I'm your security guard. Yep. I got to
1: make sure my guy, I got to make sure me and my guy have fun, but we get home safe. Like that is the main thing all the time.
0: And that, that goes back to what I'm saying about that idea that you wake up knowing that it's a possibility. You might have to kill somebody, but you go every day praying. You don't have to, you know what I'm saying? Because you don't, man i'm not i don't come from the lineage of motherfuckers looking forward to hurting somebody you know what i'm saying i try to treat people with respect and i hope people share that same respect with me but at the same time i don't i'm not foolish enough to think that everybody respect me the same no
1: and and the level of respect that you actually have for yourself for me and for other people in your circle you can't really have that same level of respect for people out here in this world because you you'll fuck around and 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 hurt somebody because of the way you view things is totally different from the way they, do, from the way they do things and the way they view them as well. Like I said, there's people out here that are very naive, man. They think that they can, they think they can just say anything to people. They think they 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 think they're the toughest motherfuckers in the world and ain't never ain't never shown nobody that.
0: That's why scammers are so savvy because they pick up on these weaknesses and gaps in people's social skills. You know what I'm saying? You could, you could be out at the bar and it could be a dude and a chick. They seem like they're a couple, but they really just a team. Mm-hmm. Working in the room. Work in the room. And if you're not paying no attention to it, you'll fuck around and get caught because you don't have the social skills to be able to observe and, and pick up on those things. You know what I'm saying? That's why people be out here getting caught up with undercover cops on their little... Uh, transactions and shit like that they're not observing they're not paying attention it's she can go wrong she can go left you don't even got to be part of that transaction you could just be with the person that's conducting it you know what i'm saying and if you're not really reading the room and you're not observing body language and i'm telling you man we're not that far removed from what we used to be we just so we more we're socialized into what we are that's all man naive,
1: naivete is is a crazy thing I really be like, even at work, when I listen to certain people have conversations, you're listening to them and you're like, yo, you you have no idea what's really going on here in this world. man." Like there are people out here that are, that prey on you guys. You know what I mean? Like, it's like when, when you, when you're sitting there and you're listening to people, it's like, man, you, you guys, I wonder sometimes are people even thankful of
0: the life that they have? I don't think that people even people think people feel entitled to the life that they have. People feel like because we have moved away from it, cause it's it's crazy like the direction we're moving in. Cause you had a lot of these people who talk that manifestation shit you got to manifest greatness and manifest this and manifest that but by the same token they don't have no grasp on what that even really means when it comes to like the energy you put out there and what you kind of how you conduct yourself and stuff like that right so a lot of these people they kind of like just feel like they're entitled to the greatness that's in front of them and it, it might not even be true greatness but it's a it's a win compared to where they were so you know what I'm saying like they got a new car they got to flex they got some new clothes they got to flex it came up on a couple thousand dollars. Oh, I, I own my own business. I got my LLC, blah, blah, blah. I got a flex. I come from nothing. So this is a win for me. God bless me. No, man, that's not how this works. That's not how this works. Hard work is what you, I mean, application. I won't even say hard work, just application. You apply yourself to something. You get results. Win or lose, you're going to get some results. The thing is, is like how, how observant you are in, in terms of what the good and bad is that, that's, that's to come. You know what I'm saying? Everything ain't you can't blame you can't give God the praise for everything and the devil to blame for everything else, and then you you take no no responsibility for the part you play when it's bad, but you want to take all the credit for when it's good. Oh man, you got to be thankful in the good times and in the bad times, because in the in
1: the, in the in the bad times, in the bad times is where you find adversity and you, you find the, the ability to to triumph by finding solution by being by having resolution to problems. Uh, and and if you don't have that, then you won't appreciate you won't appreciate the wins. The whole part of it is the journey that gets you to the win anyway. But you know, when I be saying shit like that, everybody don't get it. You know, apparently I don't know what the fuck I be talking about, you know, because I had a different I had a different lifestyle than, than other people did. So
0: like none of this shit, like sometimes I have to I have to put myself in a situation where, where my back is against the wall so I could kind of like thrive. I thrive under adversity. If it comes to me too easy, I don't... I don't, I don't me, gain nothing from it. I look at it... I have cynicism for it. You know what I'm saying? I look at it like, uh, that came too easy. Something some, some ain't right about that. Yeah. But when I know I grinded my ass off and I worked for it and I got, you know what I'm saying, the results I was looking for, I built on something, it make me appreciate it more. I hold on to it tighter. And then when I make a sacrifice for the bigger, more uh, more challenging objective the sacrifice seems more worth it to me.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: mm-hmm. I, I can't really I can't appreciate that next win and or whatever. When I take a L, I'm like, "Well, shit, I tried. I put everything I had into it. I took this L." Yeah, it hurt, but guess what? I learned something from it. Let's let's get let's get back in the game. Yeah, I fucked
1: that one up. But damn, it, it ain't go the way I thought it was going to go. But now I know that I did. Let me let me make sure that next time when I'm doing it, I don't do it that way no more or let me ask for some more help or assistance from somebody. To make sure that i can i can uh, i can uh make the best out the opportunity but.
0: and I think that as, and i think that's just learned uh that's a learned approach that I kind of adopted growing up watching my parents and stuff like that, but a lot of people i think they miss those types of those types of lessons in life because everybody is so used to like feeling like they're doing it on their own volition like everything i- i got this is just me I'm just blessed this way now I'll be most of us, 80% of the nation is poor. You know what I'm saying? Or, or, or on the cusp of middle class.
1: Yeah, if, if we're being realistic, uh, you are part of the 1%. You know what I'm saying? Com- compare, compared to the whole world, you are part of the 1%, depending on how much you actually make. Like, there are people who don't make $12,000 a year. You know what I mean? There are people who don't make $20,000 a year in certain countries. So you right. are a part of the world's 1%, I think.
0: And that's and that's that's not even lost on me, bros. Like when I when I grind and I work what I'm working for, what I'm working towards, I'm always kind of like I'm always doing it a self-evaluation. You know what I'm saying? And you think about like where you are financially uh as a black man versus your peers and your in your age bracket and where you where you should be versus where you could be.
1: Mm-hmm. All of those things
0: you got to factor all of that stuff in. So like you know what? You know all the dirt you done did. You know all the good you done did. All of these di- things factor in. What what was a distraction to you? What was uh, what was to your advantage? All of these, you if you not if you're not observing these things, if you're not taking mental note, you're not taking a, a, a proper evaluation of all of these things as you make your moves. You are doing yourself a disservice, and you're gonna take L's upon L's before you ever win. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and I think that's where a lot of the, the ego comes from. People take what they—they they think every bit of everything they do is just strictly based on them. They don't realize that true success is really based on what how, or whatever your goal was. True, your, your success may not be success to me.
1: That's, and it depends on the team of people that you uh, have around you. Like, yeah, you no one does nothing on their own. Yep. No one does nothing on their own. But hold on, right quick, because we—we we need to take a break. Yeah. All right. So, my question to you as we return back to the podcast, because I forget where we left off at. Have you seen this uh, cartoon of Diabolicals for the boys?
0: No, I haven't. It's I haven't. pretty
1: good. It's pretty decent. It's just as graphic as you would think it would be. I enjoyed it. It was pretty cool. Mainly because it is uh it's graphic.
0: It's the one where the uh, alien superhero with the mustache Damn, that I can't one. even remember now. He yeah, has a son. Yeah, yeah, that. No, 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 no. That's um a oh, different one. Yeah,
1: this okay. is for the for, for the boys, and they they use like kids in this one, I think. Diabolicals. Okay.
0: No, I haven't seen that one. Yeah, you talking
1: about Invincible?
0: Invincible, yeah.
1: Have you even watched that?
0: Yeah, I watched Invincible. Yeah, I like this it. Was,
1: Yeah, that was pretty cool. I I, I
0: fucks with that. No, yeah, this I, one is
1: about the boys.
0: That's as graphic, you say?
1: Yeah, the boys. This is about the boys and how they uh, uh how it go as a cartoon or some shit. So it's like eight episodes, and, and they and they uh, pretty good. It's about they about uh fifteen minutes long. They're not that long.
0: It's on Prime.
1: Yes, sir. Prime. yes, sir. I thought it was pretty decent. I don't have no crazy breakdown for it. Um, to out. But it was it was decent. I enjoyed it. Have you seen the movie Dune?
0: Dune. Yeah, D U N E. Yeah, the remake with uh, yeah, with Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya. That shit was fire. Eh? Yeah, the remake is uh, they did a good job as far as like approach adopting that content because I I grew up watching the original one and I always thought it was campy as shit. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Sci-fi, campy shit. I think they did a good job, especially like the way they uh illustrated the. Combat the, you know, just everything. They kind of like everything, every idea, every concept that they they thought they wanted for the first movie, they were able to actually afford to make that shit happen in, in a movie nowadays.
1: Yeah, Smith told me about because uh, I, I hit him up about. It. I was like, hey, is this based on a comic book or something like that? And he was like, uh, yeah, it goes all the way back. They did a couple movies uh, years ago, and they mm-hmm. didn't come out. They didn't come out too good, so they they're retrying it again. They're retrying <laughs> it again. And then he told me another thing that I didn't know. He said this was supposed to be with Star Wars before Star Wars actually came oh, out.
0: Yeah. yep. And uh, I think like in terms of like what the what the mythos of it is, is actually kind of dope. I just don't know how, how deep it goes because I never really read none of the, the graphic novels or any of the just the novels in general. Mm-hmm. But I just know just based on like what I've heard about them and uh, just the basic movies that I have seen. I enjoyed that show. I like the new
1: one. Yeah, it seems like a dope concept. And then you know that they're going to planets mining spice, and yeah. the spice can be also used uh, for certain people. It can be used as a hallucinogen or, or a drug, get you high, whatever it is. So right. it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. I enjoyed doing. It. I've seen it. Shout out to the AMC card because I pay for that monthly. So I've seen it like four or five
0: times. I've been to see it just because I every time I watch it, I see something different. That's all. That's how it is for me. I know uh, I've been trying to watch Snowfall. I'm kind of disappointed in this new season.
1: I'm not disappointed in anything where a man uh, gets involved with the police or the federal government. Anytime, uh, Anytime it gets into that mode, I already know what to expect. Everybody is praising him for his work and doing work with the police, and that's not what you're supposed to be actually doing.
0: So... My my thing isn't necessarily even that part of the narrative uh component of it. Mine is just like how they're approaching writing it. They're 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 not uh they're not observing their plot holes. I think when you have a team of writers, somebody you got there gotta be some checks and balances to make sure that you have some tight narrative being developed to tell this story. Because we all know that. There are there's no honor amongst these streets the streets got rules that only benefit those who winning. and uh there's always going to be that element of somebody who's gonna d- break the the street code t- to their own benefit so you got your snitches you got your, your your uh those who cooperate with the police and the feds and blah 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 that shit, that's that should in real life the my problem with it is in terms of the narrative aspect is how they, how they, uh, approach, uh, uh, story conflict elements. Cause the last episode kind of like this, I was, I had to check out. Um, I always say anytime I watch something and I can see through the act and I don't even want to finish watching it when I can see through the plot, it's the same way. Like there's, there's a, Uh, episode don't
1: don't don't break it all the way down because i haven't watched
0: it yet all right well i'm just going to say there's there's an element that's so outside of uh there's so it's so outside of common sense something that occurs that exists so far outside of common sense that there's no way you could be this successful a drug dealer and 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 make it through this alive i'll just leave it at that you can't be a successful drug dealer and be too stupid to follow through on something else.
1: Well, that's not real life because we know that the the streets will eat on the the idiots and the fools out here. They
0: prey on the weak. That's why I said the writers. You because it ain't just one person writing this. It's a it's a team of people who are writing this, and there should be some checks and balances when it comes to actually just going through and say, all right, let's let's read through this and make sure this makes sense.
1: And, and if you're going to do that shouldn't you have somebody on set that's uh familiar with these type of situations to make sure that it's somewhat similar or has some validity to it
0: yeah yeah i think that i think ever since um uh, ever since uh, john singleton died is kind of like because they don't have his, his oversight who people who who care less for the material aren't really putting the type of care into the material.
1: Well, you know, that is, well, it was partly based on uh, Freeway Ricky Ross. Yeah. Yeah. It's loosely based. Yeah. He said he sat down one day, according to him, he sat down one day with John Witherspoon and they were talking about uh, his life and everything. And John Witherspoon had no idea that he had done all these different things and everything. And next thing you know, he was saying, we need to We need to create a story or something, a movie or whatever. You talking about Singleton or Witherspoon? Singleton. Okay. Singleton sat down with Rick Ross, um, the real Rick Ross. So they are having this conversation. And next thing you know, all the ideas he had talked, he had said about his life ended up, you know, on a show called Snowfall, which he was supposed to uh, be somewhat involved in. Yeah.
0: He ended up getting iced out of the the project. Yeah. Yeah. Which I ain't, you know, you ain't never surprised at that, are you? I mean, that's the industry, though. That's how industry go. You know what I'm saying? Like, unless you can, unless you can find another way to approach certain things like that, like John Singleton has a conversation with a guy who works at McDonald's and the guy at McDonald's started giving him all this uh, nefarious insight on the business. John, John Singleton has the opportunity to write a script based on the information because he got access and resources? Is he gonna pass up the opportunity to cash that out too? No, nah, he's gonna take it. Uh, yeah, he could give he probably I don't know like what the what what caused him to get iced out, but I'm pretty sure it's gotta be something to do with the communication between Ricky Ross and, and John Singleton because you gotta have management and, and shit like that in place to help cover some of your bases. You gotta have lawyers and all that of this.
1: Shit. <clears throat> I'm sure it, it was just conversation that they was having and yeah, he, he might have spoke too much on his life and John
0: Witherspoon done, done ran with it. Yeah, he didn't expect him to take it and do something with it. People do that shit all the time. The rappers do that shit. <laughs> when well, Jay-Z
1: say that's cool. You was the first one with it. What he say? So I stretched your name out. Extra your name out, wrote Jigga on top and drop non-stop. Albums for your nigga.
0: That's so, kind of like uh, Rosé did with Freeway and Ricky Ross too, though. He took his name and yeah. the basic premise behind his image and made a, made himself a rap star. Yeah. Like you become like, Shit, what you gonna do? <laughs> and then you
1: can do at that point. Like The man the, the made $60, 100000000 million dollars saying he was you.
0: Kobe saw Jordan, modeled himself after Jordan.
1: But at least he went to the OG. Of OGs yeah. and and got next to him and got the game directly from him and
0: built off of it. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And That's then crazy. even Mike said it like you know Kobe. You know Kobe took all the moves I had. Like I gave him, I showed him everything. All right. What else was What else was what, what else was y'all expecting? Like his game is built off of what I was what I was able to do. So at least he went the right way. He talked to the old man. He talked to the OG Michael Jordan. They had that conversation. They built that rapport with each other. Yeah, they established a relationship. Man. Yeah.
0: Say that again. You understand it again. Got an understanding. I mean, it is what it is, man. We we live in a media based society. You know what I'm saying? People people who who work in the content field find ways to kind of like create content that's going to generate income. You know what I'm saying? And we talking. We're talking a guy who employed a bunch of people to help get this show off the ground before he died. You know what I'm saying? Snowfall is a, is fairly successful up, up to this point. It ain't more, I'll tell you this, it ain't it ain't as ridiculous and over the top as fucking, as, as power has been. And power is probably the most, it's, 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 it's a ghetto soap opera. It is, it is. It's a ghetto soap opera. It ain't fucking, it ain't none of that shit based in reality. It's all over the top. It's a novella. I stopped watching after season two or season
1: three. I don't even know what people are talking about now when they when they speak on that show. Mm-hmm. I I'm totally out of the loop. Uh, I don't know what's going on with that show when people speak on it. Right after season three, I was like, "Oh man, you know, y'all lock my man's in a room and let him catch on fire, then he comes back the next season, you know, burnt up and shit." I was like, "Oh, okay, cool." So now we're doing
0: soap operas, right? All right, I'm out. When he uh when Ghost got locked up and he got into that fight with Charlie Murphy and killed him. I think so, I remember that. I think that was like season two or season three. When he, he was locked up for murder, <laughs> killed a CO and still got out. <laughs> like, yeah, this is a soap opera, bro. Yeah, or when they had
1: to go see uh El Jefe or whatever. Uh huh. Yeah, and they, they murdered him too I was like oh y'all y'all, y'all wild with this shit huh anything and he, is possible Captain Garnett
0: it is what it is it's a fucking soap opera soap operas you expect those, that, that level of absurdity but you gotta accept the fact that you're watching the soap opera if you, if you cannot get past that fact then you probably won't get into it yeah. you gotta have
1: some wild shit going on
0: yeah. you gotta
1: have some wild shit going on
0: a lot of infidelity, got to be a lot of uh, backstabbing and shit. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, a lot Man. of a lot of excessive hype, hype, hyperbole
0: happening as it goes along. Exactly. Anything that's absurd, expect it. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't introduce like space aliens and shit in the script.
1: Nah, it ain't that. I was I was expecting that at some point they was gonna start throwing more blood around, like make it like a Tarantino movie or some shit. Right. I'm surprised Tommy ain't just
0: outright called nobody a nigga yet.
1: Oh, <laughs> man, I was waiting on that joint to happen, too. I, I'm
0: dead serious. Man. I ain't, I ain't lying. What's crazy, though. He probably the only one in the whole fucking show that ain't ready for that. You know what I'm saying? He don't even want to do it. They, he they probably probably
1: like He probably back like, yo, I'm from Chicago, yo. I deal with these niggas every... <laughs> I deal with these niggas every day, man. <laughs>
0: They are like, we're gonna have your character say, nigga, nah. What we're not gonna do is do that. I've said it. I'm gonna be honest, I've said it. And it ain't it ain't go so well. And it ain't gonna go so well if you try to have my character say it. <laughs> like t- ain't no way you got you ride ride around in a, a classic Mustang through the city of Chicago and the streets don't know who you are as a white boy with your hands in black folks' business. Nah, I'm not buying it.
1: But it's... Riding around tearing up shit.
0: Yeah. With no backup. It's just you. We would all know who you are, bro. The city of Chicago talked. And even that it talked, it just moved different. The city, man, he would have came up missing so fast. He wouldn't even become a legend on the streets fast enough because the niggas would have took him out. I don't know. Chicago's just different, bro.
1: This city is different, man. This place is more different from any place I ever been or seen, bro. I really swear is. to God,
0: it is. I don't think that people really realize that, man. I think like a lot of times people just they look at it as like just the city by the lake. They don't realize, man, Chicago's just man, it's wired different. I mean,
1: they they be like, Oh, it's just that's the Midwest, that's the biggest city in the Midwest, man. This motherfucker is crazy, man. And, and it chews up. I ain't speaking for nobody else's community, but it chews
0: up our community like a motherfucker, man. I think, like, because our, because our city has been faction-based, it's like, it, take, it took gang culture and turned it into something completely different because of what what the elements were that everything was based on. And then it removed all the leadership. You know what I'm saying? It's like... You hear these stories about like LA and, and New Orleans and stuff like that. And you know that shit's bad, it's corrupt. But yeah. th- something about Chicago that, that that level of corruption is like,
1: dude, it's like, yeah. The roof is built on that shit though. Just like every other place is, but like here, like the hold on it. If you don't know man, if you don't if you don't realize by the time you've been here a couple of years that it's it's some really fuck funky shit going
0: on here. Nigga, you can't live in Chicago and don't and not be related to somebody who plugged. That can't is a live, fact. You can't live in the city of Chicago and not know directly somebody who keep it on them. <laughs> it's impossible. It's fucking uh, impossible. You can't live in the city of Chicago and not, and say you've never seen the gun. Yeah. And I ain't talking about like my fa- my father's a, a a weapon owner. I'm talking about illegal weapons. I'm talking extendos and and drums everywhere. You know, everywhere. And and then what's even more crazy? The person who 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 owned it is a kid. He in his early 20s or whatever the fuck. He, Young, he in, younger. He's a teenager. You dig what I'm saying? Chicago different, bro. And, it, it ain't, and I'm not saying that this don't exist nowhere else because I'm pretty sure in Chattanooga, Tennessee, it's the same shit, but on the scale that Chicago represent, Chicago is, the, Chicago is the blueprint. It's the blueprint. Like when you talk about like hustler player mentality, New York got us beat. New York got us beat when it comes to the hustler player shit because all we got is in reference to that is like the West Side. When it comes to killers. When they come to them niggas who are, who will mow you down, and continue on conducting business as usual, Chicago is that one. Cali is Cali is vicious too, bro. Yeah, but but Cali is is uh, it's like a, another part of that extreme. But Chicago is like the I don't know. It's something about Chicago and the way it like you. It's a cloud. It's a dark fucking cloud over Chicago, bro. It's,
1: a, it's, it's the foundation of that shit, man. Like it's like, and it's the, not even to be. That's not uplifting it or saying anything good about it. It's just like acknowledging the behavior that happens here. Is.
0: Yeah, like I said, it's a dark cloud over that motherfucker, bro. I come to town all the time, and I'm like, Jesus Christ! Like you can feel it. The energy is fucking like.
1: Yeah, you can feel it. Yeah. Like you pick it up. You pick up on it when you enter certain areas. And what's even more fucked up is like when you can smell the gunpowder or. You can feel a certain type of vibration when you enter certain areas, man, like this. I was, in a,
0: I was in a family dollar in line. And I was like, let me get the fuck out of here. And it wasn't nobody there but eight motherfuckers. And I'm like, because I already know. I know, I knew where I was at, how shit move, how it goes down.
1: It's too quiet in here. Let me
0: get up out quiet. of here, man. Fuck out of here. You get know what I'm saying? But hell, you could be like that in Walmart in Chicago, depending on what side of town you're on.
1: I was in a uh, fucking Mariano's uh, a couple of nights ago before I went home mm-hmm. and it was nothing going on in there. I don't know what these women just started twerking. I was like, what the fuck, mm-hmm. what, none, no music playing nothing. They just started twerking. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I just, wait, did they just break out twerk? I just moved out the way, like, let me get out the way. They must be filming or some shit. They must be filming a video.
0: Yeah. Dang, that city different, bro. But it's one of the most beautiful cities in the world. Yeah, it is the
1: best. Uh, the best skyline ever.
0: The most diverse cuisine. I mean, like, oh, definitely gets you some great food here. The experiences, all of that shit. It's just what it is. It's like when if you if you grow up in certain pockets of the t- uh, of the city or certain pockets of the communities, you don't get to enjoy it because everything is about survival and hustle. You know what I'm saying? But if you actually get to break away from that stuff and just live your life a little bit more loose, which is not really common in that city because it can go down anywhere. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You get to see some shit. You get to experience some things. But again, even if you exist, if if you've lived there long enough, even if you exist on a high enough uh, level where you don't have to interact with it, you're still not too far removed from a motherfucker who got it on them.
1: Either that or you uh know somebody that that's you know with all the shits.
0: Yep. That's why it's very rare people choose Chicago as a place they want to get traded to when they're in the NFL or the NBA. I
1: just think that's part of the I just think that's part of the curse uh uh playing here. I'm,
0: it, I'm not I'm not even gonna call it a curse, bro. I think it's I'm just of-
1: saying like if you if, okay, if, know if you don't they- <laughs> if you didn't, if you didn't, if you didn't, if they didn't take care of Michael Jordan, why would they take care of anybody else?
0: Bro, I, I'm i saying this. The most athletes are in the age demographic of the motherfuckers that's in these streets anyway. You do know what I'm saying? So that means that they function and, and have fun and they find fun in the same places that a lot of the young people who are out there in these streets go mm-hmm. find. They the same strip clubs, the same bars. The same, you know what I'm saying? Now they might not even be part of those circles, but because they got the money and the resources to be in those places, they're going to attract that type of energy. You know what I'm saying? It's like, there,
1: but there are places where they you know? can go in this, there are places they can go in the city and not have to deal with that.
0: Yeah, but you think about who we're talking about though. We're talking about young black people from the hood who just so happen to be in those spaces. You know what I'm saying? They NBA players, they NFL players, they, they out here getting to the bag, but they not so far removed from in their own personal lives from those elements in a lot of cases. Most of them just want to move their mama out the projects. Most of them just want to move, build a house for their mama, some shit like that. Yeah. And they can access the new pussy. They in Chicago. They meeting these chicks. They not flying in bitches and, and making families with them. They they hooking up with the locals. And that's what happened. This chick just so happened to be plugged. Or her brother plug, or she just being used as a fucking mule to to move some shit, and they need you to help. And they're gonna gonna make you get involved.
1: Or you could get robbed by one of these
0: bitches, uh, setting you up. Yep. That's like they say a lot of people who, who talk about the NBA, uh, all star weekend that happened in Chicago, they talk about that like it was the greatest event on earth. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, it's because people know exactly who they're dealing with Chicago being the city that it is the type of city it is they're gonna make sure that they take care of their own and they the streets was policed by the people not by the police that's why people enjoyed it the streets was policing that shit you know what I'm saying the city made some money but the people policed that shit that was a a a, a cool couple of days uh mm-hmm.
1: I enjoyed it. I was downtown, moving around. Um, went out a couple. Went out to a couple spots by myself. Met up with a couple people. There are people that hadn't been here. There are people that had been here, but they had never seen it like this. And That's it was just like, I like it.
0: every everybody's saying that. Yeah. You know how the city move. Yeah. You know they, but they you know and you know they
1: was gonna put on to make sure that everything was just decent too. So mm-hmm. so people could come here and have a good time and enjoy themselves, which they did. You know, obviously, but. Um, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed my I, I enjoyed the time I had while I was out here. You you man, certain spots downtown. If you went in there and order food, you weren't going to you were you weren't going to get something to eat because shit had been sold out because people were packing into all these bars so they could watch the All-Star Game or All-Star Weekend or whatever it was. So right. it was a, it was a good time. That's good, man. But yeah, it, you know, this city you you you're what? 1, 2 to 3 people removed from someone being uh an official person. Yeah. Or for someone being like a part of a part of some shit
0: or maybe still is. So and that's just on that side of the spectrum because you're not that far removed from like some of the most prestigious people in the city yourself. You get know what I'm saying? Like, if you think about, like, people who are movers and shakers in their community, you know what I'm saying? And they're not necessarily the streets, but because the streets is intertwined and interwoven in the fabric of the city, you know, like, your alderman might be that nigga. You know what I'm saying? And the reason why he's the alderman is because the streets respect him. You know what I'm saying? You don't see that very often in a lot of places, man. It's because... And that's why people always say, like, the, the politics of Chicago is, is, is corrupt. The reason why the, the politics of Chicago is corrupt is because the, the streets make the streets dictate everything. The, the for a long time. Everything in Chicago, man. For a long, yeah. long time. Yeah. It's like, it don't matter who the fuck you vote for. And they get this, man, we govern this over here. You know,
1: if we If we don't get our piece of the pie. Nobody gets theirs. And, you know, that starts with, with the mob on, on down.
0: All the way on down. Chicago's just different, bro. It's kind of crazy how people kind of like, I hear stories about when people talk about their town and I be like, my I be thinking to myself, my city too. or well, my town too. Like anything that's external to Chicago for within five hours of Chicago is just an extension of Chicago. You know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers in Milwaukee. Milwaukee is just a suburb of Chicago, my guy. Because most motherfuckers in Milwaukee either are Chicagoans who just were having to live there or they they closely related and they ain't never uh they, they got six degrees, four degrees of separation, two degrees of separation from some Chicago shit. Yeah. So, yeah like with Minneapolis. You know what I'm saying?
1: Indiana, all that shit. Shit, fucking Des Moines. St. Iowa. Louis. Yeah. I was and I we not saying myself, but motherfuckers that ran through Iowa. You know what I mean? Motherfuckers until Iowa Park.
0: Nebraska. Tell me, bro, motherfuckers don't realize Chicago got that type of reach. It's like a fucking, it's like a it's like it's living, breathing, and everything else is just veins and, 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 and capillaries and, and arteries and shit. Yeah. I think that's why Guapo was able to do what he did, moving in, moving all that work in and out the city. Guapo? El Guapo. El Chapo? What's his name? El Chapo, El Chapo, El Guapo? It's same difference to me. I'm like, Yo, I'm like,
1: Guapo. Like you, You're talking about a rapper right now, <laughs> my guy? El Chapo, yeah,
0: that's who. Yeah, he he could have used any, any major city, but he used Chicago because... The culture, you got the people, you know what I'm saying? Mexican, Mexicans make up a nice portion of the town.
1: Yeah, they do, but, you know, it's a hub, too. Like, you can, you can get that shit from yeah. here.
0: It's a port town.
1: Yeah.
0: Move that shit right up to Mississippi. <laughs> Move it right back down to Mississippi. Yeah. And then you can get that shit to the East Coast just like that. Yep, through the Great Lakes and shit. Or just through the roadways and the and the railways. Yeah. Sir, I
1: think I'm about done here. I'm about to go eat definitely it's all good ladies and gentlemen this is another episode of Fellow profits podcast with my host 606 we did it again my man yes, sir that's another one in the books um I, I, I might just drop the whole video of this one and then just like add the tagging so i can um uh, so people can see what we're talking about or just drop a, our information on it or something but we done here, you bitches. Uh, remember the mission statement when you striving for greatness. God never puts you in a driver's seat if it's taken. I wish everyone a good day, a good afternoon, a good night. Make sure you love yourself. Find happiness within yourself. Uh, stay dangerous because it's crazy out here. Be aware of everything. Uh, to be aware is to be alive. We are done. We are done.